Hello and welcome back to the Tune Lighting Podcast. It's the podcast where we're attempting to write and record a musical album in just one year. I uh, hope you had a great Christmas and, uh, you know, in this weird year that we've had in 2020. Uh, and we're going to take this episode to kind of reflect and also look forward to uh, what we've got still to do. Um yeah, so it's been a it's been a strange year, hasn't it, Jack? I think you can. Uh, that's no secret to anyone in the world, no matter where <laughs> they're, they're listening to this. I don't think there's anywhere. Even I heard that even Antarctica had its first COVID case this week. Yeah, no, it's I. I don't think it's just us who's had a strange year. I think <laughs> quite quite a few people listening have found this one a little bit odd and a little bit terrible. <laughs> in many ways bit, yeah we set out pre-weirdness on this project uh and we're still here however many l- months later i was gonna say we're on track but depends what you mean by on track <laughs> um and i guess we'll talk about that in this episode a bit of uh of where we we think we are and uh, how much we think we've still got to do but yeah i'm still positive spoilers <laughs> it's quite a lot <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's been the strangest thing about this year, uh, not just in this album process specifically, but just in general, is that time seems to have gone really slowly, yet very quickly at the same time. And whilst I feel like I've had more time to spend on writing the album and spending days where I probably wouldn't have had on uh, doing musical things... um, it's it still seems to have gone in a flash so uh yeah weird how that happens yeah got got to agree with that time's done very strange things this year. <laughs> hopefully hopefully in 2021 it will get back to normal uh and we'll have regular length days to work with which will make everything a lot more straightforward i mean the days are now getting longer so that's true. That's we we passed pass the solstice, so uh, that, that gives us more time to work on music, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been a nightmare, these short days, yeah. <laughs> I feel personally like it's uh, it's been a very interesting process so far. I feel like I've learned a lot. Um, I feel like I underestimated certain things that I would need to know, and that I overestimated maybe some, some elements. Uh, it's definitely been fun looking back at some of the conversations that we've managed to have with people uh, on the on the interview episodes as well. Um, yeah, it's been great. Have you been surprised by anything so far? If it's anything that you thought would be trickier, anything you kind of yeah, you know, it seems like I think I said this in the last episode that a common theme has been people doing project, musical projects in a shorter period of time than our year <laughs> ourselves. I still think that a year is a is a tight deadline when doing it part-time. Yeah, the whole tune lighting thing of having jobs is yeah is why a year makes sense rather than, yeah. say, a few months. Because I've found, especially recently, actually, my work tends to get quite busy towards the end of the year, that, you know, that's where that time goes. Like it's not just a day here and there, like a couple of weeks can go with either little or no time. Maybe the time you do have, you're feeling really tired. And if you've got a shorter deadline, then you can can have a bit more focus. You can power through those moments 
and say, well, I'm going to get it done regardless. But keeping that intensity up over a year is tricky, I think. So when you have those kind of whole weeks or fortnights when it's you're pretty busy, it is quite easy to just let them slide without doing too much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when we picked it, it just seemed like it was just a year. That sounds like a a quick kind of catchy amount of time. It's kind of, not too long, not too short. Yeah, who knows in high here if we'd done a tried to do it in a month, we might have done it, but it might have been ridiculously stressful if we did it. So yeah, you never know, I guess, unless you unless you replicate the process afterwards. And maybe we will. Maybe Tune Lighting Series two, second album in a month. And then the third album in a week. day. <laughs> um We'll be pros by then. Yeah, because it obviously gets exponentially easier. Right? <laughs> that's, that's how things oh, work. Everyone finds that. The second <laughs> album syndrome famously is bands just find it so much easier to follow up their debut <laughs> album because they've done it before. Yeah, That's what that is, I think. I've heard, I think I've heard that. You must have realised then, or feeling in the last couple of weeks, when work does get like that, that this is why it's so easy or it has been so easy for us over the last 10 years to not finish anything because as soon as it oh, for sure. it, it gets yeah. it gets tough then yeah you, you those those time the time on the weekend you want to spend doing nothing or the times in the evening you'd you'd want to chill out and sit in front of the telly so it's it really does focus the mind and yeah the tune, the tune lighting element is is i think what makes it uh, has made it tricky but also what makes it necessary to to set that deadline for sure and yeah, probably makes it more relatable, I imagine, because most people out there listening to this, I would say, are not professional full-time musicians. Um, I'm very flattered if there are any professional worth trying to take musicians. tips off us. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so looking forward then, how long have we got left? Because I keep forgetting. So yeah, um, by the time you're listening to this episode. I think it's the 30th of December. Yeah. So that's basically three months. Three months and three days, I think, till our April 2nd deadline. A quarter. Yeah, a quarter of the time. And the fact it's a new year as well, I think, really kind of... It's easy when you're in December. You think, oh, I've got a whole year left. I don't need to do it till <laughs> 2021. Uh, but that, it'll really start to hit home. And yeah, we're definitely rounding that final bend i think don't forget that sneaky february as well that sneaky short oh yeah month. short short month good point good point <laughs> got to factor that in so yeah i mean i've to kind of get my uh, mind in order I've tried to do a bit of admin which is kind of what this episode is as well because everyone loves a good admin uh, episode. admin episode during the <laughs> christmas holidays um i've tried to work out what we still need to do and when so, this is how I see it. Right. April 2nd, we're hoping to have the album finished, recorded, mixed, mastered, released, ideally, uh, by then. Ideally, I think. I think if we're, if we're sending it off for mastering, if that is what we end up doing, at the very least by that date. But I don't think we should be... We definitely have to draw a line and say we can't be creatively adding anything. We can't be adding any more last minute songs you know it's just polishing up after that point um and yeah finalizing everything it might not be on the shelves on april the second <laughs> yeah i mean i don't mind a little bit of leeway in terms of kind of release and things like that because that's 
sort of feels like a different phase of it. But um, yeah, but we don't want to be too lax. Otherwise, oh, what's no. the point? What's in the, the point? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so mastering, yeah, I did a little bit of research into that after speaking with James Russell yeah. last time. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Apparently, the mastering process doesn't take long. It can be like half an hour per track. Apparently, is quite a reasonable time um, for an expert to do it. But it's a dark but art. It is a dark <laughs> art. And presumably, you know, it wouldn't be back-to-back. Um, you need a bit of a break to let the ears refresh. Yeah, that's And true. if there's any kind of, like you say, any sending off involved, then you probably want to leave a f- at least a few days uh, there to get the uh, the finished tracks back. So that I guess is the last stage, and say we want to be ready to have them mastered by by April. Yeah. So James also said that he recommends about six weeks for mixing. I thought that was incredibly <laughs> incredibly short when he said that, uh, which was a relief in one way, but also Do you think? almost scary I, th- I, th- I, th- I mean i've already started thinking about mixing on some tracks i think i've tried taking the approach of of mixing while i go on some of the tracks because i think once you start mixing you may hear other elements that you might add in and i, I know james mentioned this that you kind of you you want to try and avoid that to some extent you, you he even suggested going into some of the software and looking at it kind of separately to the creative writing process but i think i've definitely been finding it useful to start mixing and start um you know taking away elements and adding in elements at at an earlier stage so we'll see but um yeah we definitely want to be just just mixing by six weeks i guess i guess it depends how what state the tracks are in by the time you start mixing Mm. if they're kind of you've just finished writing it and it's in its very earliest form then then yeah it could be a lot of filling about with the different parts if it's kind of you've had it for a little while then maybe it's more about kind of altering levels and the engineering side of things and i think i think six weeks sounds a reasonable amount okay. of time for well me. you know he knows what he's talking about so if it if if it fails then james is on you <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We've we've already successfully offloaded responsibility, <laughs> which is something I'm sure we'll be doing a lot of in the next few months. Isn't that a big part of being in a band? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's something we've got to learn. <laughs> so so the six weeks mixing will be from about the middle of February till the end of March. Right. Which only gives us six weeks before then. And I think this is the more daunting part to finish <laughs> the writing and recording. That is scary. But yeah. Uh, we're talking like full song structures I think for every song you know, like including lyrics we want at least a demo version recorded of each track we're going to take forward or say you know three quarters of them mm. in case we have, we have any latecomers that's got to be our focus now and for the next yeah. couple of months I think we've got probably I don't know maybe three or four that are kind of at that stage, I would say at the moment, where the songs are start to finish complete. Yeah, They've got lyrics, they've got structures, we've got the bass recording down, not yeah. bass guitar, but everything down. <laughs> uh, as long as you've got the bass down. Yeah, we've got the bass down for four tracks, so we're fine. <laughs> I think we're most of the way there. So yeah, like I say, three or four tracks like that, which 
I would mm. say, are ready to begin mixing whenever we choose to do so. And then we've got, I don't know how many more songs, probably the same again, which are two thirds of the way there, maybe need just an extra part, need the structure finalizing. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them still need lyrics. So all that kind of thing, I think, is the most important thing to complete before we can start mixing. Yeah, that doesn't sound like very long at all. God. <laughs> Maybe it will focus the mind and hopefully it won't become too just stressful. Because I know at the start, yeah. I would definitely have full days where I got to the end of the day and I thought, I've done nothing here. And I'm worried that with six weeks left, I can't afford too many more of those days. I still have days i mean i wrote pretty much an entire song last week or the weekend before last uh start to finish spent eight hours or more oh it's one of these i listen to it the next day and i'm like what the hell is this and then maybe like a part of it that's salvageable uh but i just think it's just a bit crap i just don't really like it and i know that's like a common a common thing that happens in the but i can't afford too many more days like that that's what i'm saying mm. <laughs> True, yeah, I think we've we've we had a lot of days in hand and we've used a lot of those days over the past nine months. But I I mean I think I mean maybe you don't feel the same, but I feel like we've got enough songs to go on the album. They just need shaping and finishing and mm. you know, improving a little bit. Um that's not to say we won't write a couple more. In my little uh, notebook I've I got a little overlapping section in February between writing and mixing called anything missing question mark. Yeah. Where we can sort of start to see if we think there's something the album might be missing uh, in terms of, you know, a type of song. Mm. Yeah. Cause I think, I mean, we've discussed quite regularly about the idea of maybe interlude tracks or, uh, tracks tying the album together so it'd be interesting to see how early we start thinking about that I wonder what other bands do whether they that's very much an end thought that kind of ties everything together and makes everything feel a bit more uh, cohesive or whether they uh, they think about it along the way I don't know yeah I mean I think it was a bit of a domino effect there um, I've got a few a few other things that need doing but they can't none of them can really start until we've got kind of a core group of songs uh, one of those is sequencing, which we've we've mentioned. We're kind of looking forward to doing, putting, choosing which tracks are going on, putting them in order, getting the segues between them. Yeah, but obviously we can't do that until we've got a few more songs um, to kind of fill out the structure of the album, uh, and then hopefully we'll be able to see if we need to, you know, create in between tracks to fill out the gaps. And then there's things like the album name, the album artwork, um, which are kind of not the musical side of things, but mm. again, we've we've agreed are important. Important, yeah. But it doesn't stress me out as much as like, I feel like if I spent a full day thinking about an album <laughs> name, true, yeah. then I'd be fairly confident we could come up with something. Whereas that's the the anxiety around, I, I know from experience now that I can spend a full day doing music and come out with nothing at the end so yeah <laughs> in most other uh, elements of life you can spend like a lot of time on something and by the end of it you know if what you've done is good but with the, with making music you can spend all that time on it and at the end you've still got no idea if it's, if it's good or not if anyone's actually gonna like it or, you know that's the weird thing about music <laughs> mm. 
you can also do 90% of the work and it's rubbish. Mm. But if that extra 10% might take an hour one day, it might even be like taking something out. Yeah. And then suddenly it's so much better. You know, I'm so used to in life through my job or whatever, you know, if you put in the hours, there's a very high certainty that you're going to get a good outcome. Whereas with music, you know, you're increasing your chances as much as you can, but you're still very much uncertain in whether the outcome is going to be good at the end or not. Yeah, you can't put a quote in for how long it's going to take to achieve the end result. I mean, we've sort of done that by giving ourselves a deadline, but if someone comes and says, right, I want a, uh, you know, a four to five star album making from scratch, uh, just, you know, tell me how long that's going to be. It's like, I don't know. But that's why it's know, even mate. more important yeah, to have the deadline, isn't it? Because this is a, we're just we're going through the exact things that everyone who doesn't have a deadline would be saying to themselves. That, yeah. Oh, is it good enough? Could I just do one more song? And that's where the whole thing of good enough comes in. Like, don't aim for perfection. Aim for good enough. And as James Maloney said, you know, we can do more albums. At the start of this, I was very much the, the impression of this, like, this will be my life's work. This is it. I'll move on. But actually, I have quite enjoyed it. And maybe there will be time for for doing more stuff afterwards and other projects and things. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that is a key thing to bear in mind. I'm, I'm similar. I keep fluctuating between, like, some days I think, like you, oh, this is, this is everything. You know, I've, I've not made an album in my 30 years. Yeah. This, so every, this, this, has, to, this has to be the culmination. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's it's been a huge effort. So I'm probably not going to do it again. Let's just get this right. Then other days I think, well, there's, that, there's nothing stopping me. You know, let's finish this. And then two weeks later, let's put out another one. Yeah, exactly. There'll be, there'll, be, there'll be less pressure. I'll be a bit better, a bit more experienced at doing it. Yeah. Um, well, that's definitely, we'll it definitely has like speeding up into the learning curve was very steep at the start. And... But the more I learn, the more I think I'll be able to apply it to, to other stuff. And the more the more I learn, the more I go out seeking, you know, podcasts and videos of other people going through the same thing. I think you, I mean, have, we've had letters and emails in from listeners saying that that's why they enjoy listening to this podcast is that they like hearing someone else going through the same process. So I've kind of been seeking that as well. More and more stuff is making sense to me now and things in the past that where they would talk about certain elements of the of production I'd just glaze over whereas now it's like oh okay that makes sense and they have the same issues and you know even three or four albums in or even professional producers um professional mixers and masters and whoever still ha- still have problems and still trying to solve problems all the time so I've come round full circle to thinking actually maybe it's uh <laughs> maybe by learning everything it's gonna it, it will leave me more open to doing more in the future rather than uh completely collapsing at the end of it and saying that's it never again <laughs> although you never know it's after the next uh three months i may may change my mind on that one <laughs> yeah there's something i'd i don't know if i've mentioned it on a previous podcast maybe back at the start but something i've heard described as like finishers buzz or finishers rush or something mm. the idea being that once you finish something especially if you're kind of halfway pleased with it then you get the adrenaline and you get the motivation to do it again um yeah which uh, is a possibility yeah. it's it's a bit before you finish it where it's a real slog and you can't imagine ever wanting to put yourself through it again <laughs> but once it's done that pressure's off and you just feel the you know reap the rewards of doing it 
So maybe that will happen. I've definitely heard uh, of that and definitely experienced that with with other things in life. Um, yeah, whenever I look at marathon runners, I'm like, why? Well, surely that's like a good example of like you train up for the 26 miles. Um, it's like a once in a lifetime thing to do the London Marathon. But like, yeah, pretty much everyone I know that's done the London Marathon has gone on to do it either again or do other marathons. So clearly, clearly it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Another Idiots. thing I'll never quite understand. I mean, I do get massive tangent here, but I get if you've done a marathon and you're in peak physical condition, I kind of get not wanting to waste that and doing another one six weeks later. Well, you think that's what it is? It's like they're they're so worried that they're they're at the yeah. peak. They're like, I've got to maintain the peak. <laughs> yeah, drag it out, get as much achievement as I can from this training I've done. That makes sense to me. But when you stretch that over. 20 years or more um yeah madness, madness. <laughs> maybe we'll be like that when we're like we're, we're at peak album creation knowledge like we need to maintain this and keep, yeah keep before churning we out album after album to be fair before the technology moves on so much that we're left behind that might be true <laughs> some bands definitely have that uh mentality i think yeah for sure remember no fx uh band i was into when I was younger, I would bring out at least an album a year, if not more. Just it's just relentless. Who's that band? Is it King Gizzard? King Gizzard and the Wizard Lizard, Lizard yeah. yeah. Released like four in a year or something recently. Yeah, that's that is prolific. Yeah, but you know, it, it, I mean, this year for sure, there's been so many albums coming out because people have been touring. Yeah, if it is your full time job and you're not tune lighting, then yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it has been interesting watching professional musicians how they react to this situation so obviously you get some of them who are about to release albums anyway this is what they would have been doing this year Mm. and others who would have been touring or would have been on a break or something and seeing if they use that time to to start writing again i think it's one of those cases the people that were already doing all right could afford the the extra time has probably been good for they've been able to do more they've been able to build up other platforms and they've been able to maybe bring out an album they've been wanting to do for a while and then for the people that were or having to tour to make to make a living it's probably been pretty shit so you know just like anything yeah. in life it's it tends to work out well for the people that are uh, already doing well this is true and i think it's it's sad because the music industry was already going that way a bit like the really famous yeah artists have already got it made they'll be fine they're they're probably the ones who are actually making money out of streaming because that many millions of people listen to them but the ones who are kind of having to tour all year round just to just to get by yeah been hit hit hardest it'll be interesting to see how the the music industry emerges from 2020 it's hard to reflect on in real time i guess isn't it but you hear about all these um these eras in the past where like the music reflected the the time, you know, is very much of the certain genres would have reflected what mm. was going on at the time. And you think, God, 2020 has got to be paving the path. You know, the space that's been left by this weird year has got to create some kind of sound or scene has got to come out of it. Some but kind of who reaction knows? to it. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, it is interesting. You definitely think so, especially being a global thing that everyone has experienced. But don't know music as a whole these days is seems to be a lot more disparate than it has been in previous decades so whether there'll be some kind of cohesive movement 
I don't know. Yeah. Do you think it's influenced uh, the sound of our album? Do you think it, it's hard to say, obviously. You don't know what it would have been like if we were, uh, <laughs> if times were different, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely influenced my, what I've been listening to. I've probably listened to more new music. There definitely will be influence on the album from this year. It's hard, you can't not be, you know, it's, it's life, isn't it? And, yeah, one way or another, it will, it will seep its way in. Yeah. Uh, I almost wish, it's going to sound a ridiculous thing to say, I almost wish I was like someone who had a few albums under my belt and therefore I could just make a quote-unquote lockdown album, which, Mm. I mean, it's ridiculous because I could do that and we could do that anyway. That is sort of what we're doing. But the fact that it's sort of our first one and we've got kind of all these... We've said it feels a bit weird to do a full-on concept album as like a first album. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and we've got got everything from our pasts, but, you know, we're not necessarily using old songs but all the kind of influences that we've not put on record are still kind of lingering around yeah it's like 10 years in the in the making really exactly yeah this doesn't feel like an isolated time capsule of this year although it will be in some ways i'm sure interesting well we'll see when it's finished maybe it will and maybe you know the critics all those critics (laughs) will say what a great reflection of 2020 the sound really captures 2021 and yeah (laughs) maybe that's what it will reflect more of a big turning point at the start of 2021 yeah that's when most of our recording will be done they paved the way for post-brexit uh rock brilliant (laughs) (laughs) there's a movement to spearhead so we've got a big six weeks of writing finishing structures of songs i'll be focusing a lot on that yeah uh getting lyrics to things getting demo versions down that we can take into the final six weeks to mix do you think you're gonna have to be stricter in working on one song at a time or do you think you're gonna allow yourself to flip between songs that's something i have struggled with throughout is curve i do think i work better when i just power through on a song but whether that ends up with the best outcome is another matter you know are you kind of getting into the mindset where you're like i'm doing this just to finish it i don't think i'll allow myself to do something I think is rubbish and say it's finished. Yeah, I won't yeah. consider it finished in that case. I want it to be at least, at least half decent. Um, <laughs> That's a good name for the album. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. There's tick. <laughs> Got one thing less to do. Uh, so I don't think it'll be a problem in that sense. I think I've I like flitting between things, but that's mainly, you know, to take a break and maybe a bit of a lack of focus. Um, yeah, but. If I try and bring that focus in a bit more, you know, to really say, right, these next few days, I'm really going to try and finish song X or the lyrics to song Y or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Then I think, yeah, that might be the way to do it rather than doing tiny little pieces of each song. Mm. But maybe maybe it'll be different for you. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how you best work. <laughs> still, that's the thing, isn't it? It's still, uh, I, I still am figuring out, I think, what is my best way of, of working but i think a bit of focus now will uh, definitely help yeah yeah the, i mean the other thing will be interesting is kind of where do you draw the line saying something's good enough or when does it need re-recording let's say we've got a guitar that we recorded just straight through a di and it sounds okay but it's like you hear so many stories of, of bands kind of spending weeks just on one guitar tone i mean how fu- we obviously can only get so fussy but it'll be interesting to see how we kind of yeah, that will be interesting. I mean, I'm 
I hear plenty of bands discussing tracks and say, oh, that guitar was actually the very first thing we recorded. Tried to re-record it, but it didn't have a magic. So I'm certainly open to keeping bits that were recorded on day one. Yeah, I'm definitely more open to I always assumed we would re-record everything, but I've heard so many yeah. people say uh, that they use vocals recorded through a laptop mic that they just liked the lo-fi-ness of or they just added some effects to it and it sounded pretty cool. So yeah, I'm open to keeping everything uh, and not writing anything off until we've decided we can definitely do it better. So that'll be cool. Yeah, same. I guess on the flip side, we've got to have some kind of quality control and so oh, yeah yeah actually this thing i recorded in five minutes isn't <laughs> with the wrong chords and out of the wrong, wrong notes out of tune it doesn't have character it's just a bit crap yeah uh, uh, yeah i agree yeah it'll be interesting to see how we deal with those decisions i mean i've said to you i'm keen to, if we can touch wood <laughs> get in this both get in the studio at the same time because we've obviously had to do this remotely which has been fine but i think when we get to the mixing stage and I don't want to be having to message you and send you, you know, constantly be saving, collecting and saving and sending and you know, over tracks. Yeah. We want to be able to sit down in front of the computer and go and tweak a reverb ever so slightly, you know, things like that. I think both being I in the same room agree. will very much help. So, uh, yeah. And then we know we're listening to the same thing as well. We, we don't have that problem of listening to different speakers. So you're actually hearing slightly different things. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. you know, my plugins not working so i'm literally not hearing <laughs> the same parts as you yeah, um that'll be a big part of, of this last stage i think and luckily we both live in the same city so fingers crossed yes we can actually yes, get in not the out of the question <laughs> right well less talking we better get on with it three months to go maybe at the end of this episode we'll play a couple of clips of, uh, of things again because i know people like to hear what we're doing then we'll be back in the new year hopefully we'll be making some good progress i mean i know i'm going to spend at least a few days between christmas and yeah. the new year quite a lot of time off not a lot of things are allowed to do in that time yeah by no government excuses. decree so uh yeah pressure's on yeah the government really want us to make this album good so they're not letting us leave the house and that's yeah, fine fair play to them. the old tough love approach for a bear tax <laughs> So thanks once again for joining us and listening to our rambling in this episode, a bit of an admin episode, as Jack said, but uh, always good to check in and see how we're progressing on this journey, this year-long task that we have set ourselves to write and record this album part-time. Uh, thanks again if you've been listening this year, um, as the year comes to an end, as it has been a very weird year. This project has not quite played out how we thought it would, um, having to do everything remotely and but hopefully it's uh, it's provided you with some interest in uh, in the weird times if you've been uh, working from home or you've been recording music uh, in the extra time that you've had then hopefully we've provided a little bit of a um, company for you along the way i know that some people have emailed in to say that it's uh, it's like having uh, a couple of friends there just uh, chatting away in the background which is uh, quite nice for <laughs> thanks for all your comments that you send in and stuff it's it is really appreciated and uh, makes it all worthwhile so hopefully you'll tune in again in a couple of weeks time for the next episode in 2021 until then i hope you have a good new year's celebration even though it's going to be very weird just like everything else in 2020 and let's hope that 2021 not only brings you the bear tax album hopefully finished in april but also lots of other 
more normal and exciting things too. But now we'll play you out as promised with a few random tracks that I've picked out. These may or may not make it onto the album, uh, but I thought they were some kind of interesting ones, quite different from one another. So I hope you like them. And uh, yeah, always let us know if you do it by email or on social media. It's at Tune Lighting. Thanks very much. And we'll see you next year. Thank you.